This is episode 127 of the Q&A podcast, the podcast of the future where nothing can possibly go wrong, uh, possibly go wrong. That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. <laughs> My name is Anthony, uh, sitting across from me as always via Zoom is my pal De Quincy. I was I'm this close to just booing your ass. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say this is a podcast of the future today, today. <laughs> but you went itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that episode last night. Oh, okay. I had no idea what that was. You just have like encyclopedic knowledge of two things. That's the Simpsons and uh, Seinfeld. Oh, uh, that's about all I have room for. But um, yeah, I just had to had to give that one a shot, see how how it went. And okay. Good thing we well, don't have a soundboard where you could give me like a car crash sound or a or a well, Homer Simpson boo. <laughs> I, I if I could go, to, I don't tip me. I can go YouTube right now and find one. <laughs> so how you doing, man? Um, I'm good, all things considering. How about yourself? I can't complain. Can't complain. Um. Just uh, you know, just hanging in there, working, DJing, watching wrestling. Good stuff. Yes, great segue because we're about to talk some wrestling today. And what a time to talk about it. Like, you know, obviously, like, in a good year, WrestleMania season, like a good WrestleMania season, it's easy to talk about and it's, it's something to look forward to. And there's usually – some good payoffs and stuff like that. And then the rest of the year, it's just kind of like, can be hit and miss. Uh, and most years it usually has been miss. <laughs> yeah. um, but so far, man, I really got to say the SummerSlam season, or whatever, if you want to call it that, uh, WWE has definitely um, stepped it up and uh, made it interesting the past few weeks. And man, there's, a lot to, I guess, unravel. All right, man. So I'll let you guide the ship. Where would you like to start? Well, in my opinion, I think the, the biggest storyline in, in wrestling is, is the return of Roman Reigns. Yes. He came back at SummerSlam uh, after the main event between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt won the title back from Strowman. And out of nowhere, I mean – it was a shocking return. He, he came back and beat the hell out of both of them and immediately inserted him and in, inserted himself into the main event scene. And immediately made it interesting again. Yes. Because I said on the last podcast that I desperately missed it, miss Roman Reigns. And like, I don't know if it was the good Lord above or just WWE listening, but he's back and there's actually, there's actual excitement around the Universal Championship. Because for the past five, six months, it's just been a slosh to get through. Uh, it really started with them taking it off Bray Wyatt to give it to Goldberg. I mean, that's yeah. really what started this whole mess. Well, it, the, it was supposed to be Goldberg and then Reigns winning it at WrestleMania. But unfortunately, COVID got involved and since Reigns is a person who's had who has pre-existing conditions with his leukemia, he couldn't be in the state in 
you know, he's a high risk target. So he had to stay out for six months. So it really just messed up the entire, just everything. Yeah. I'm sorry. Toronto just hit a three at the buzzer to win game three against Boston. Round two? Uh, Yeah, it's the second round. So I'm completely lost on what rounds we're in. Did the Rockets win? I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, they beat the Thunder barely last night. So they're moving on. Yeah, they take out the Lakers starting by the time people hear this tonight. But I'm sorry. I got distracted watching this shot. But going back to what I was saying, it's great to have Roman Reigns back. It's just SmackDown has been lacking for star power between him and another return that we got, Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have those guys back. And just like you say, the big WWE needs a big dog in the title, in the title picture. And not only Either that. chasing or, or holding it. Right. And not only that, what's bigger than just his return is the fact that they essentially have turned him heel for the first time since he started in the shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that was huge. Uh, it, you really didn't know at the end of SummerSlam because he beat both, he beat up both guys and just looked like a badass. but they pretty much solidified it on Friday night SmackDown before payback um, when it was revealed that he's working with Paul Heyman of all people, which at first I was like, what? And then after five seconds of thinking about it, I said, yes, this, this just feels right. Um, You know, it's like Paul Heyman has, uh, Paul Heyman can make anybody – well, no. Paul Heyman can't make anybody look good because it's it's failed in the past with Curtis Axel for the most part. I mean, it wasn't a great run. Curtis Axel is somewhere at home right now like, what did I do? Right. And Cesaro. It, it wasn't great. Um, but if you put him with a, with a big enough star like Roman Reigns, it's already working. And Roman is a guy that – kind of needs that mouthpiece especially as a heel because you know he's a tough guy so saying you're gonna kick some ass and you know beat the hell out of this guy and that guy anybody like a good guy or a bad guy can say that and it would you know it would seem more badass than like just bad but Paul Heyman is the kind of guy that can make you can make your skin turn and just really rub you the wrong way. And so I think he, I think that's a great mouthpiece to have um, to really drive home that, that he's, he's not playing around and he's not looking to, you know, be a, a crowd pleaser at this point. He's looking out for himself and he's looking out, you know, his, his main goal is to be champion again. And he did it by God. He did it. Yes. And a very, Healish way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, payback. Basically, he waited until Braun and The Fiend beat the holy hell out of each other. And then, what, five minutes left in the match, he comes down and starts swinging a chair. And he pinned Strowman, right? I cannot remember. He like, yeah. yeah, he pinned Pick Strowman. Yeah. And, 
And the championship is back where it belongs. Yeah. You know, a title he never lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and he has – I think that's kind of an angle that they're, they're going to go with. It's like I'm pissed off. You know, I've, I've been away and, you know, two years ago I had to drop the title because – or, you know, I, I had to drop the title and I never lost it and I never got a chance to get it back until now. So, you know, it shouldn't have taken me that long to get back in the title scene. You know, I think that's something he could go with. Um, and I – think this is the perfect time for him because so or it's for WWE for WWE to pull. you can always turn it back mm-hmm. you're not going to break little kids hearts there's no little kids hearts like in the stands to to you know to, to break so um you know when you're able to bring fans back in the, you know, into the arenas and stuff. Yeah. Maybe you could turn him back and, and have the kids cheer for him again. If, if you know, if you're trying to, uh, you know, if he's going to maintain that kind of image for kids, but right now while they're doing it without fans, without kids around, um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a kid friendly show or, or whatever. And it, 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 I think it gives him the, the perfect opportunity to explore being a heel so who is his uh, competition going to be? Like, who's, who's coming for the title next? Well, that's the thing. You know, my, the only negative about all this is, does this mean that Bray Wyatt's turning face? Because he's really the only guy that can go after Roman. And if he does, you can't, you can't play the heel, the, the, the Fiend gimmick. That's a scary gimmick. That's a scary monster. And yeah. it just doesn't seem like it would work. It it does it wouldn't work as a, as a, as a face. You're right. So, Let me go see what they you know, who's so on moments, SmackDown right now. SmackDown. Braun? Well, Braun's playing heel right now. Yeah. Do you want to do a heel versus heel matchup and Honestly, aren't you tired of Braun being the top of the picture? It's been six months that we've seen how well that has not worked. Right. And also, you know, they they gave us a heel versus heel match. And then the other heel came in and, you know, picked up the scraps. Mm-hmm. And that worked. You know, had Roman been in the match the whole time, three heels against each other, that, that wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't, you know, who do you root for? Who are you? You're breaking up something fierce there, buddy. You know, who do you (laughs) to win the title? Um, Roman um, waiting until the very end was, was perfect, and it established himself as the top heel not just a bad guy but the top bad guy so but again it does leave a big hole like who could challenge him as a face and you know unfortunately by default it's it feels like it's going to be bray wyatt and that's not a good feeling
Yeah, I guess he's just gonna have to stay in his happy go lucky Mr. Rogers persona. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not sure how long that can last. Yeah, because there's there's really no one no one that can step up to to a like a down and dirty mean heel Roman Reigns who's already the toughest guy on the roster as a face mm-hmm. and now he's got you know uh, you know he's got a, a sharper edge to him you know a mean streak about him I mean who who can honestly stand up to that I don't I don't really see anybody else doing that at this moment unless you do the draft, you know, like now and move Keith Lee over. I mean, that's about it. It's the only oh, guy I could see at this point. I'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah, I know they were talking about happening in the drafts, but I don't remember what date it's supposed to happen. Do you? It's usually October, I think, which, oh. you know, is around the corner technically. But it's still at this point, we're so early in September, it does feel like a long ways away. So probably what happened is we're going to get another match between Roman Reigns and um, Bray Wyatt for whatever pay-per-view is coming up that escapes me. And then early Clash of Champions. And then early October, we have the draft, and then we reset thing for whatever the October pay-per-view is going to be. Right. Come look at the roster. Only two people I see that I would be interested in seeing Go you have you know the traditional face versus heel match against Roman Reigns are uh, I just lost him sorry Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. and and he's off uh, off a uh, yeah parental leave man I cannot talk tonight and then Big E but Big E seems like that's going to be a slow burn yeah I mean they're they're barely getting him started and. Technically, they're like three weeks behind already based on the way they announced it three weeks ago. Hey, I'm going solo. But ever since then, it's been six-man tags. It's been tag matches. Um, and it's, he's it's had, been against mid-carters that nobody really cares about. He's had three singles matches, hasn't he? Because he had The Miz, he had Morrison, and then and at pay, yeah, Payback he had Sheamus. That's right. But then he's also had six man tags, um, a few of those, I believe. Who the hell so it's he, like who's been who has he been tagging with? Uh, Tucker and Otis. Against who? Uh, Ms. Morrison and uh, Sheamus. <laughs> so we're going to take you on this run of being a. We want to build you up as a tough, dominant singles competitor by giving you a bunch of tag team matches that we're trying to get you – that you just came from. And not only that, but, like, working with comedic performers, essentially. I mean, Otis is a comedy guy at this point with the big belly – 
with the worm, with the, oh, the gyrating. Oh, 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 real quick. Oh, speaking of Otis, what happens with that Money in the Bank contract now? That's the million-dollar question. I think, man, I initially when he first won the uh, the briefcase, I read somewhere that they could consider him using it for like a tag team title opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they would kind of amend the rules for him, um, which at the time seemed plausible, but then they kind of seemed like they were going to push him. And it's like, okay, maybe he could cash it in at some point. But now that Roman's back, I mean, that's, that's it for him. I mean, there's, he's not getting anywhere near the title with Roman Reigns back in the picture. Roman, you know, they're not going to waste um, television time with Roman on a comedic act like, like Otis. Um, so maybe they do go back to that plan of using the briefcase or something for another title, for a tag title opportunity with, with Tucker because, you know, he's all but guaranteed not to beat Roman Reigns at this yeah. point. Yeah, they only have three options that I can see. Either, like you're saying, turn it amended for a tag team championship opportunity. He challenges Roman and loses, or someone else challenges him for the briefcase and wins it off of him. Right. Maybe Braun, you know, to get him away from Roman and, and Bray Wyatt for now. You could go that route. Um, but that's about it, man. I don't know why, but I like the stipulation of if you haven't cast in your briefcase in such and such time, someone can challenge you for it. I mean, at this point, they should they should go with it. Because Roman is, you know, Roman is just getting back, and they're not going to, you know, he's not going to mess around with that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to toy with the idea of, of Otis potentially cashing in anytime soon. So you might as well just let it run out and yeah, challenge, have someone challenge him for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just completely <laughs> stole the point you were trying to make with uh, Tucker and Otis. What's that? You were talking about Tucker and Otis. I just came in with the money in bank contract. No, no, it's a great point. It's something that, you know, I've, I've thought, I've, I've thought about, um, and I'm glad, yeah, I mean, I think it's something, it's, it's definitely something we needed, to, we needed to talk about because it's almost been forgotten that he has that briefcase, you know, because he's been doing other things. He's been, you know, involved, still involved with the Mandy Rose story, uh, was feuding, still feuding with Dolph Ziggler until Ziggler went to, to Raw. And then he started feuding with Miz and Morrison and, you know, again, teaming with, with uh, Big E and stuff like that. So, you know, he got, he, he got lost in the shuffle quickly. Just odd thing to say for a guy holding the money bank uh, briefcase. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, his him holding it is to me i think now again you know now that roman is back 
I feel like him holding the briefcase is less interesting than even when Baron Corbin held the briefcase. Uh, hmm. Anything, anything else you want to talk about as far as Roman Reigns? Um, no, I mean, again, I think it's going to be – we're going to have to wait for a while. I think you're right until probably Daniel Bryan comes back mm-hmm. uh, as, like, the next legitimate babyface challenger. Um, you know, uh, I'm in favor of Biggie. Get, you know, moving up to a title, you know, a title match at any time. Uh, but I, you know, if they want to play the slow burn, you know, it's it makes me a little, a little impatient, but I understand it. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think at this point, it's just now waiting for Daniel Bryan to come back. The only thing, oh man, whoa, big, a biggie, I was, Thinking, hey, maybe they'll give him a, a run at the Intercontinental Championship, but it looks like that's going to be uh, Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Po- possibly a triple threat match with AJ Styles. Maybe. So I guess Biggie just got to do a little waiting for now. Yeah. But, all right. Speaking of incredibly talented black wrestlers, let's talk about one Keith Lee, the limitless one who has one hell of a rocket strapped to his back right now. Boy, he might be having the best year so far <coughs> in wrestling. I, I don't know. He's, a, he's definitely top five at this point. I think you could say he's, he's a top five candidate for best year in wrestling. Um, Am I counting Sasha and Bailey as one entity? Because I can get to five. Because <laughs> I'm was, I was serious thinking, I was like, okay, so I'll say McIntyre, Orton, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, then, uh, and uh, Keith Lee. So top six or top five, however yeah. you want to do it. Because I, I, uh, I can get on board with either uh, distinction. Yeah, man, he's been since that last year's uh, Survivor Series and that NXT invasion. He's been on a tear. Yeah, and then after after that, they have him at the World Rumble and showing off with Brock Lesnar, going back to NXT, winning the North American Championship, and then the NXT title, which was a great title match. Yeah, that was a great match. Uh, the only, the only downside I've seen so far and and um Keith Lee's run right now has nothing to do with him. It's the fact that he lost the title and then the guy he lost to uh Karrion Cross uh suffered a shoulder injury, so he's out. So I feel like in K Fame you'd be like, Well, I'm coming back to get my title <laughs> But in real life it's like we gotta get this guy out to the main roster. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, well, we, and we talked about this. Hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, and like I told you, with the exception of uh, Tomasa Champa, and I forgot who else I mentioned in that text. Um, getting to the main roster is typically the priority; it's the main goal. Um, 
and Keith Lee is there and there's no going back at this point. Uh, but again, for the NXT brand, yeah. Hindsight is 2020. It definitely stings that, you know, they have to reshuffle everything reset again. Um, because he could have, he, he easily could have, um, ran with the title for a lot longer and made it interesting, had some interesting matchups. Um, but, you know, again, you have to stri- strike with while well, the iron is hot and he's as hot as it gets right now. So moving up to the main roster was a no-brainer for him. But overall, it, you know, definitely hurts the NXT brand. But again, you know, that's not his problem at this point. Yeah. Something else I thought about, the musical change they made bringing him to the main roster. Yeah. So what was the deal with that? The the guy owns the music? The writer owns that music? So the guys who made the music for CFO, like, <laughs> apparently they're not even in the music game anymore. It's crazy. Like, they got out. But every when WWE uses their music, they still get paid. Mm-hmm. So... Would you rather – it's like, would you rather pay these guys – I don't know. I don't remember what the exact number, 25 50% every time it's played or make your own quasi-song and yeah. keep 100% of the profits. But they made a lot of guys – a lot of wrestlers theme songs, didn't they? Yeah. So, but like, Kevin the- Owens is one that comes to mind. Yeah, but some of those guys, it's like if they've already been on the main roster for a while, like Owens has, you're not gonna change. You're not gonna change it. But mm-hmm. Keith Lee, you know, he's just making it to the main roster, so I guess I they just wanted to change it before. Yeah, NXT is pop, it's popular, but it still doesn't do the numbers that Raw and SmackDown do. So you're right. bringing him to a yeah, bigger audience, and okay, now that makes sense. Then I mean, you know, I honestly I didn't really notice. I didn't. I never really noticed his music. Um, I guess until the change. I mean, I kind of noticed it, at, you know, when he made his debut on Raw. But mm-hmm. you know, it was a little jarring. But then I started reading. It was apparently really jarring to a lot of people. But I mean, I'm, yeah, it makes it makes business sense at this point. I mean, me personally, I didn't even pay attention. I just saw. I just heard at the beginning where he says, I, I, I'm limitless. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, I went to Twitter or started reading and then I saw people complaining about his music. And I was like, what? It was the same thing it always was. Now I went and replayed. I was like, oh, so right after I stopped paying attention is when it got bad. <laughs> Which is a lesson for all, everybody in life. Yeah. We're okay. Where is his ceiling? WrestleMania main event next year. Next year? Next year. Wow. Like, if I was booking things at the World Rumble, he and Big E would be two of the last four people in the match. Mm-hmm. So and you could see him winning the Rumble next year? Yes. Like, I don't know how you do it or through the World Rumble or, you know, through number one contendership, but he needs to be somewhere in WrestleMania having a big spot. 
it's hard to argue. I mean, he he's already in a big spot. I mean, right uh, right off the bat, I mean, he's he's going going up against Randy Orton, who is uh, also you know his first pay per view. Yeah, his first pay per view match, he pins Randy Orton clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many guys can say that in a really good match too? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, you can tell other wrestlers love this guy by the way they're, they're willing to bump for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you did you watch the uh, the triple threat match on Monday? Yes. Like, yeah. When, oh, when, yeah. When Keith Lee catches Rollins with that uh, spirit bomb, and Rollins, like, as soon as he hits the ground, he bounces up, and he's, like, like perpendicular to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, like and like I said earlier, Randy Orton willing to lay down and take the one two three for this guy. Like we're not the only ones that are excited about his potential. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of that triple threat match, you saw who got pinned, right? Yes. Yeah. Seth Rollins. Yes. That's <laughs> right. So you're keeping, you're protecting him. Yeah, protecting that way. Him. I mean, and I mean, his debut match on Raw last week it was a disqualification. Yeah, because McIntyre got involved. Again, your first rivalry is Randy Orton, you know, a future WWE Hall of Famer, and you again, you win. That just it just blows you away. It's like you win clean. There was no interference, no cheating, no anything. Right, and not only that, like you know, that's that's your one B storyline with Randy Orton. I mean, his one A story is is he's gunning for the title again. I mean. That's as close as you can get if you're Keith Lee at this point, which is pretty damn. I mean, it's it's again, yeah, it's as close as you can get, you know, after only two, after only a week on the roster. I mean, that's that's saying something, and it's exciting to think about like where he's going to be in six months. Yeah, I, um, I just I just thought about it. like if Randy wins the championship at Clash of Champions, uh, Keith Lee can come out and say, you know, I pinned you. Mm-hmm. Already, I won a shot at the title, and then so he could get a <laughs> shot before WrestleMania, possibly, possibly. <laughs> yes, he could. Although I think, just like McIntyre, I would like his crowning achievement to be at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Unlike McIntyre, I hope people are actually allowed to be in the stadium. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's... I don't. I. If you let this podcast become about Keith Lee, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> it's a good time to be Keith Lee. It's a good time to be a Keith Lee fan. Um, and it's a good time um, to have some new blood on the main roster, a new star to, to make and to continue to propel. Yeah, man. I- there's something about seeing a fat black person out there that just fills my heart with child life warmth. I want you to know. <laughs> and the guy, the guy can go. I mean, yeah. he is almost as athletic as Biggie at this point. And Biggie is probably the most athletic big man I've I've seen in many years. Yeah, you. Know, I just look at him like, man, if he's doing this now in his late 30s, like. What would he have been 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. 
both we both have all the Keithley stock. There's none left for you peasants to buy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. We have the golden role models who are looking like they're in a bit of trouble. TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, indeed. Yes, they lost their tag team championship at Backlash with a very unique finish. Yes. Shana, Shana Blazer had it was Sasha in a submission, then grabs Bailey's am I having it right? Grabs Bailey's arm? No, grabs Sasha's arm. Oh, okay. So she had she had Bailey in the submission. Bailey in submission, grabs Sasha's arm, wraps it around her throat and and makes uh Bailey tapped out. Yep. I've never seen that before. And all I could think was, damn, Shayna, you scary. Very. But going back to Sasha and Bailey, we've talked about this before that, you know, eventually it's going to happen. The breakup was going to happen. They were going to put on an awesome match with Ayata. Are you surprised that, that they're teasing the breakup so soon? Um, <coughs> no, because. So, I mean, how much longer can Bailey really hold the title, you know, I mean, without it being just kind of old hat, you know, she definitely needs a legit threat and who better at this point than the, <laughs> the legit boss totally did not plan that, but um, got to it anyways. Um Yeah, I mean, it's like they—they they both need a big storyline at this point, and you know, the biggest that that we, you know, I think it's like I just don't know if it if I feel like you should just do it now because it's still too far away. WrestleMania season. That's a whole, like that's another half year, if not longer, uh, year to stretch the tension and teasing all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, how much longer can we can can fans legitimately hold out for this this feud to happen? I don't I don't I don't know if they'll if they can hold out much longer. So. uh Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions or Survivor Series. Survivor Series. I mean, that's November, but um, because I think you can still, um, you know, they can still gun for the rematch against Shayna and Nia. That's Um, happening this Friday. Oh, already? Okay, well. Maybe it will happen at Clash of Champions then. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, the they've been teasing it long enough. Bailey's held on to the title long enough. Um, Do you know how long Bailey's had the title for? Four hundred plus days. No, she's not CM Punk. Three hundred and twenty-eight days. Really? Yep. One was- October eleventh, two thousand nineteen. So then, yeah, I think they'll. I think they can. I think they'll let her hold on to it for a full calendar year. 
Mm-hmm. And then if she's not already in the middle of the feud. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll pull the trigger and, and kick it off at that one year back. No, what, what I was saying is that if I think they they can wait like the full calendar year, the full 365 days to either kick off the feud or mm-hmm. have her in the middle of it. You know, so it's it's getting close. I feel like. Okay. I, I can't thoughts? wait. My thoughts are. I still felt that them losing the title was a little too early. Like, I think they could have made this last a little bit longer. But, yeah, I'm not. Sometimes I like long form storytelling, and sometimes I just want to get to the match. And this is one of those times where, like, we just want – let's just get to the match. Yeah. You know, because they can build this match, and they can have their – like, I could see them having a match at WrestleMania – without a title involved, just for pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so. they, they, they are they are workhorses of their division, and that feud doesn't necessarily need a title. It's nice, but it's it's one of those feuds that they're, well, they're good enough to uh, to carry a feud without titles involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They don't need any. Um, just let them go. Just let them do their thing. They don't need. They don't really need my stupid suggestions. Let them do the thing. Um, I can see maybe with okay if they lose this title match again on Friday, and then Bailey loses her championship on next pay per view Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're still cool, and then you know one of them gets in the tile shop. The other one causes them to lose it, and then they're just feuding, going into the Royal Rumble. They both eliminate each other, and then they just say, "We're just going to end things at WrestleMania, Pride Online, one on one, and just let them go." Wow! So you're going to stretch it out that far? Uh, I can definitely see like them having one on ma- one matches at pay per views before, like basically it's a best of three series. One wins at the World Rumble, then the other one wins at whatever pay per view happens in February, and then they sell it at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'll you know WrestleMania season gets here before you know it, so I guess yeah, you. You could, in theory, keep it going. I mean, either way, like, whether they get to it now or three or four months down the road, I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good rivalry. It's going to be – they're going to have great matches. Um, You know, it's – and it's going to be a a hot top feud. Going mm-hmm. for any pay per view that that you put it on. So you really can't lose either way. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm on Wikipedia reading about, I was actually reading to see what the next pay-per-view is after Clash of Champions. And apparently Friday, a fatal four-way match between Big E, Riddle, Corbin, and Sheamus will occur to determine the number one contender against Reigns for the Universal Championship. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, apparently that came I'm out. I'm definitely that, watching SmackDown. Yeah, apparently that came out earlier today. I'm just now seeing it. Sue, so, who you got? Man, um, Baron Corbin, of course. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, I, I think you got to go with with Big E. Now, I feel like Big E is the one that everyone wants to see, so that's not what they're going to give us. They're going to tease us with him. Oh, man. Because I don't think Riddle is anywhere near ready. Like, that's the difference between him and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. It's like, Keith Lee is ready for a main event push. And Matt Riddle is it's just not. You know, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm like, okay, so someone, whoever loses, is probably going to feud with each other. But all four of these guys have feuded with, are either feuding with each other right now or have done so in the past. Mm-hmm. So we just saw Sheamus and Biggie. Riddle and Corbin have been going back and forth. Riddle and Sheamus went back and forth. Oh, so I guess we're in agreement that Sheamus is going to win. <laughs> That's the most WWE thing that would happen. So, yes, Sheamus is going to win. It looks like it. Because <laughs> I don't know how you put Matt Riddle in the championship match with all the controversy that's surrounding him. Yeah, and he, you know, his gimmick is kind of comic-y as well. And it's like, Roman Reigns, you're not going to waste time with him on on a goofy gimmick. I think they're past that now. I think, I think they've learned their lessons. You hope that they've learned their lesson from suffering succotash and things of that nature. Um, oh, we're never going back to that. Them days so, are done. God willing. Um, so I, I don't see Matt Riddle getting anywhere near Roman Reigns either. I think, you know, it's either going to be Big E because people are clamoring for that push. Um, or I think it, it will be Sheamus. You know, I know we joked about it, but I think, you know, he's a guy that um, – is tough enough to, to like go at it with reins and at least just kind of be a placeholder until they figure out what they're going to do with Bray Wyatt um, until they're ready to truly push Biggie. Um, I, you know, Seamus does kind of seem like that placeholder guy at this point that um, doesn't necessarily have to be a baby face. He just has to be another tough guy. And hmm. you just, you're just going to have to deal with them brawling at this point. 
Yeah. I can't believe we just talked ourselves into shame as being the number one contender. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can do anything we want. Our booking is real. It doesn't matter. And we actually did the most likely thing WWE's going to do. Where nothing can possibly go wrong, as I would say. You're lucky on Zoom where I can't strike you. <laughs> far, far away. Uh, far, far away. Uh, let's see. Anything else in the world of wrestling on your mind? Uh, um, Dominic Mysterio can go. He's a really good performer. Uh, I think it's. I think they're giving him too much attention at this point. But, you know, what are you going to do when your father is a legend? How can and, you say no? And you're taking on uh, Seth Rollins? Yeah. I mean, no, nobody is going to say no to that, whether you're ready for it or not. Um, and as much as I was ready for him to go away, I am okay with him being sticking around. I mean, he's, he's shown he can wrestle. Um, and you know, as long as long as at this point, as long as he's not competing with Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre for WWE title opportunity, then he can do whatever he wants at this point. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about it. I'm still waiting for that heel turn. You, <laughs> that would make it. Much more interesting, for sure. Turning on the father. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it, man. But, yeah, you know, yeah, I kudos like to him because he, mm-hmm. he can wrestle. Yeah, he's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of good things for a man his size. Hitting that six one nine, he's got that frog splashed out from his real daddy. Oh, great. (laughs) They thought we forgot about that storyline. Oh, no. Can never forget. Can never forget. All right, man. Um, I don't have anything else. What about you? No, you know, um, it's, again, it's a good, they're they're clicking. It's clicking at this point. Mm -hmm. Wrestling is, is good. Raw is better. SmackDown is much better. Um, can't ask for much more at this point during what would be considered like a down period. COVID or no COVID, this is this would be considered like that, you know, just that kind of stale season. Um, but it, it's pretty interesting at this point. So good for them. Yep. yep. All right. So. We'll be back next week for some more wrestling. And we'll be back later this week with some baseball. And um, there's actually two podcasts I want to record. One for baseball and one as a tribute for Chadwick Bozeman. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I, we were talking about that off air. And I told Anthony if, if we're going to talk about that, then it, it can't be something that we just talk about and then go into wrestling. That's got to be an entire – podcast all by itself of course yeah. no so, questions there yeah and i was man i was just like man that's gonna be hard to do too this weekend but it's a three-day weekend we got time <laughs> yeah we have time we'll we'll figure it out 
Speaking of this weekend, I've got a gig lined up spinning records on Sunday night, September 6th, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Red Dwarf um, in Midtown. 1011 McGowan Street. It's a cool, <laughs> right. cool little spot. Good food, good drinks, coffee if you're so inclined in the evening. Um, and good music from yours truly. All right, man. I can't. I'll make a run this time. I didn't get to go last. Uh, last it's socially week. distant. Yeah. The tables are spaced out nicely. Um, you know, you have to wear your mask when you walk in, mm-hmm. when you're at the bar. Of course, you can take them off when you are seated at your table. So I think they're, and they've got hand sanitizer at like every table, like a bottle of hand sanitizer at every table. So I think they're doing it pretty, pretty nicely. I think it's, they've got a good, op, they've got a really good operation going, in my opinion. So come on out if, if you're, if you're inclined. Yeah, I'll be there, masked up and everything. Love it. Oh, man. All right, man. So I'll see you this weekend. We'll get in those two podcasts and uh, just try to survive in this terrible, awful, corona world. Stay healthy, stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and uh, just look stay out for ho- each other. Stay home if you're feeling sick. Yes, without a doubt. And that's it. And guys, we will talk to you next time. For Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later, babies. Oh, yeah.